back up a little bit here. So my face isn't covering the whole <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's Monday, and we're kind of having these last-minute things doing, and it's just, you know, life is full of change right now, so we're all kind of negotiating it. And, you know, it's uh, as we're going into these uh, planets that are retrograding, Mercury's going into its shadow work, um, you know, there's this dance of um, Venus in her shadow work. So be careful of the monies, be careful of how you're thinking about things. And, you know, it's in, like my astrologer said this morning, it's an inner planet. So it's about doing that inner work that we're supposed to be doing. So today's conversation is about how important is our shadow work? And I'm Natasha Venter. I'm a multi-life intuitive. I'm a spiritual life coach. I also am one who is a medium who really supports doing this work through my energy seeing, feng shui, house clearings and blessings. I love to just bring people up into a, a new understanding of themselves so that they can do better with who they are. That's a perspective that I've gotten through being a multi-life intuitive. I past lives, Kashik records, whatever it is, I dance in animal communication. So I'm here to support and love and, and do it with non-judgment. So here on the show, Regan Forreston is my partner in, in, in this loving dance of ours that, with this uh, dance of the soul today. And hi, Regan, how you doing? Hi. I'm doing great, thanks. Yeah, two about two and three quarters years almost that we've been doing this now. You know, we're getting old on this show. <laughs> mm -hmm. We've had a lot of fun. It's been great. And um, it's been a big growth thing for both of us doing the show and for people watching the show. We have some regulars that chime in all the time. We look forward to seeing. And every once in a while, somebody just happens to be on the Internet at this particular time right now, and they'll see us live. Or people will see us when you put them up online. We get a, quite a few hits where people look at the show at their convenience, you know, when it's not live, but at another time. So if exactly. you're on or anything, feel free. You can, uh, uh, you can uh, comment on the things we're saying. You can add to the discussion and it makes it really fun. A lot of our regulars do that, which is great. Um, <clears throat> my name is Regan Forston and I'm with the Newton Institute, um, certified as what we call the Life Between Life um, facilitator. Uh, and I'm also with the Dolores Cannon School of Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. Uh, short story on it, you can find out at visittheafterlife.com there, but we found a way to um, have you go into a deep state of relaxation, which about 90% of people can reach. And in there, we found out we all have this ability to flip a little, I call it a God switch, and you get to spend a couple hours in the afterlife. Uh, it's kind of like having a near-death experience without the death part, which we always joke about. Uh, but we've done it with about 70,000 people. And it's a way, just like when Natasha does the same thing by you having a session with her, um, she can uh, answer questions that that uh, get you answers to things you're not able to see, but she is because she has that talent. And what I do, you, uh, you, um, we find out everybody has that talent. But in order for you to do it, you have to go, you know, take some time, go deep in trance and get the answers that way. So we're both life coaches and common sense people. So we've learned a lot with helping people, just the earthly common sense of things you have to do to get through your issues. And um, today as a topic that's real near, uh, dear to me because it was my awakening that kind of happened. My, you know, I, I was spiritually awake at an early, well, in my twenties, I started uh, realizing I'm more than just this body. And I started studying alternate religions and 
And that led to a, a religious path that um, taught me a spiritual exercise that opened me up to having out-of-body experiences occasionally. And those were so real and so great uh, that I continued that, you know, um, uh, onward. Uh, and um, there's a point, though, when you're spiritually developing, your shadow, as we call it, begins to show. Mm-hmm. And we don't like to look at our shadows. People go, what is shadow work? Um, Natasha can probably add to this. I just basically say all these, you know, it, when we have issues and problems, they're like, I feel like each problem is like a brick on our back. And the more problems and issues we have that we haven't dealt with or looked at or taken care of, it's like junk piling up in your house. And pretty soon you're a hoarder because you can't move around in there because you got so much stuff that you haven't cleaned or cleansed. So shadow work is basically finally saying, you know, enough's enough. I'm brave enough now. I'm brave enough now to kind of turn around and look at all those things face on and to start one by one taking those bricks and throwing them away. And um, in a little bit, we'll talk about the benefits of doing that, which are many. Uh, It's like a life changer as it was for me when I started to be brave enough to do that. And Natasha, why do you think it is that we all have this? aversion to looking at our shadows you know you know it's so hard for some people we just want to bury everything and say well we'll take care of it later or we don't want to think about our well if you, go, if you go back to like the as i was tuning in just then about you know you go back to you know the primal times you know when we were in survival mode when we were in you know the times of you know fighting your neighbor you know cavemen times you know the 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 times in england where you know you you were if you were less than you were you know diminished and many of us were taught that if we stayed in those emotions that we weren't survivable Mm, you know you know it was we had to teach ourselves not to go there well if you come forward in time you know that you come into let's say in this land well there was a lot of death you know, there was a lot of death in the, on this planet between the wars, um, tribal wars, you know, caveman wars. Uh, and then you had, you know, you know, in the 18, you know, the 1700s, you know, you had a lot of death and, and, you know, privacy, piracy and both on land and in water, you know, things like that. And so when you look at it, that when you have a lot of death and a lot of grief, if you spend much time in that emotion, many times you can go in insane. So people would, 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 they were so much into survival mode that they wouldn't go there. Well, after generations of that, then it turned into shame. If you looked into yourself, it became shameful. You, 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 why are you thinking that? That happened 10 years ago. What are you doing with that? You know, that kind of that story that we tell our family members about how, you know, you know, that, you know, the, like the childhood thing of, you know, a child is meant to be seen, not heard, you know, and, and how much shame comes into that story, you know, because you can't, if you're hearing your parents fight and then, you know, you can't say anything about it. And then that sits there and and just smolders, you know, and then, you know, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, why is the, the minister or the priest's, um, or the minister's, you know, children, some of the ones that are the most uh, rebellious, 
you know, because they, they're told that they are supposed to be religious and loving and kind and, oh crap, but half the time that those families were the, some of the most dis, dysfunctional families, right? Yeah. And, well, yeah. and so how do you negotiate that when you're told one thing, but you're living another and, yeah. and then that turns into shame and guilt and, and a lot of those kind of stuff. So, and it's hard to look at those things. Yeah, and through most of our society um, and most of the religions that people belong to and everything, there's the shame that comes along with um, when we miss the mark or we, you know, you call it sin or missing the mark or whatever. And there's always this, um, this you know, shame that's put with it that makes us have to, you know, and nobody likes to feel like we're not a good person. You know, even though we do things a lot of times that aren't perfect or we do things to hurt people and everything. We don't really want to see ourselves as that kind of person, you know, and it's kind of hard to look in the mirror and say, you know, I, I'm that kind of person sometimes, but yeah. I, and, and, and we try to just look at the positive, you know, that way, because in, and you know, most families or most people, as you find out walking around and I, you know, you and I both see that as therapists, that our clients and stuff like that. And just like us walking around, everybody think we're happy, go lucky. Everything's going good and things like that. But behind those doors, you know, closed doors, so many people, almost everybody is fighting uh, things that are falling apart or things where their their character is imperfect, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so what you and I try to do and what the benefit, don't you think, um, Natasha, from us doing the spiritual work is we really find out that nobody needs to be ashamed. I mean, we make mistakes and everything like that, but you have to realize that that's part of the course. It's like taking a college course. I mean, um, it would be a rare thing to have a professor that would have a student and that would know everything in the class from the very beginning and what didn't need to learn anything in the class or didn't need to get anything less than an A. You know, I mean, we, we kind of know how to live this life, but, you know, most of us feel like if we got a report card, you know, the shadow work, when you think about that, you'd say, oh, gosh, I got like a D minus or something, you know, I got maybe an A, a minus in this category. I'm pretty good mm -hmm. in here. But I don't want to look at those things that are C's or D's, you know, on my report card because it hurts to look at my imperfect self. You know, it, it really does. And, 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 you know, many of these things are painful. I know that when I was down in California, I had a really wonderful girlfriend who supported me through one of my moments of, of shadow work. And I didn't really put it out there on um, social media yet that, that because it wasn't, you know, because I was doing actions that could have been judged and, and I didn't want to be judged in the moment of my, my, you know, my work that I was doing. And with that, that, you know, it was about how do I communicate with myself? How do I fit in that shame? How do I fit in that? But I was grateful that I went. And that's one thing that I have learned doing a lot of my deep work is to go into gratitude for it. That is one of the hardest things to do sometimes is go into the gratitude moment, especially when, you know, you got somebody who's saying, Natasha, did you really say that? Oh, yeah. And then they would say, I know that wasn't your intention, but you did say this. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm human too. Okay. How can I clean up? 
like that mantra, I'm not doing anything wrong, but how can I do something a little different to shift up this situation? And so, you know, I think that that's one of those mantras that I really enjoy using is, is that I'm not doing anything wrong, but I can change something. I can do something different because the fact that it doesn't shame me into saying that I'm, you're bad, you're, you know, but there's something I can do a little different. So let's say if I know somebody has a trigger that they get triggered by something that the person does naturally, well, you're not doing anything wrong, but yet there's something you can do by communicating a little differently or, or, you know, enlightening the moment or whatever it is. And, and so with that, that, that there's those things that we can do just a little different to shift up the differences that we're in. Yeah. So um, there's some practical ways of doing shadow work. Uh, for those of you listening, if you just do, if you go to Google and you go shadow work books, there's some pretty darn good books on there. There's like a lot, so I won't mention them all, but you can find them on there. Some of them even have workbooks that, you know, help you step, go step by step through it. But it's pretty much taking inventory of yourself, you know, just to seeing like being able to look at your dysfunction. And um, the first thing that Tasha and I would really like you to, to, to just to do is maybe practice some self-love before you start. In other words, forgiving yourself for your indiscretions. Uh, you know, you and um, that's kind of a basis you want to start with. Just saying, being honest with you, say, look, I know I'm perfectly imperfect. Is I love your saying again there. And realizing you're perfectly imperfect and you do make mistakes and everybody has bricks on their shoulder. They have regrets. They have things they've said they wish they hadn't. They've done They've done mean things to people and they wish they hadn't. They've, they've not stepped up to the plate in their life like they have and they have all these guilts and things. So um, first thing, um, it was so, it, it's funny, Natasha, just how spirit works. I got sent today the, the perfect thing. You know how I tell everybody to do the I love you exercise looking in the mirror? There's mm -hmm. a great guy in there and he's got a, a tech, really good technique and it's all about, um, it's all about uh, uh, fixing the neural pathways in your mind, mm -hmm. you know? And it starts with, and it's really good. It's like for the, the first exercise I would tell you to do before you start your shadow work is to look in the mirror and do the, what we call the I love you exercise. And something about if you use your, it, 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 a lot of people do it when they're brushing their teeth and you want to do it with, if you're right-handed, you want to use your, your left hand. I'm not sure if you're left-handed, if you use your right hand, but I think it has to do when you're doing movement with your left hand, it's activating, it's activating. It's the other side of the brain. Right. So what you do, what you're doing is you're brushing your teeth is you, you say three times, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, and you take, you know, deep breath and let it out and just look at your, look as you can in your eyes again, as you're brushing your teeth. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, do that about five or six different times like that. I love you. I love you. I love you. Keep brushing your teeth or whatever. And then when you're done with that, you want to take some quick uh, breaths about 25, just, you know, breathing in breathing out about 25 times and then do that about do the breathing thing about 25 times at breakfast in the afternoon around lunchtime and in the evening that way. And people that have done that have been talking about um, miracles that have happened where, where they begin to look at themselves and not look at themselves with such disdain sometimes or with such shame, you know, mm -hmm. look at yourself and, and it might, you may have to feel like you're faking it for a while because part of you doesn't love yourself and thinks you're a bad person. Uh, but you're retraining your subconscious that way to when it sees an image of you or you think about yourself to actually 
um, be like be like a person that did something bad and then in your heart you forgave them and how and then that relationship builds again with that person you know but you're doing it with yourself you mm -hmm. know so I mean um, and you might have a technique too uh, um, how would you tell a person to begin self-love in other words to uh, you know start that thing saying look I know I'm imperfect well first thing would be to get them going around doing the mantra to the day I'm perfectly imperfect yes right yes exactly i'm perfectly imperfect i'm doing the better i can i'm perfectly imperfect i'm doing the better i can but there's also this thing that that sometimes when we look in the mirror and we want to look in our eyes it's really hard to say i love you mm -hmm. right oh and so start saying hey hand i love you thank you for grabbing onto things mm -hmm. you know hey foot thank mm -hmm. you for walking forward with me you know and you start i love you you know start getting these other parts of your body that can be a little bit more like, like even if you have to, when you're looking in the mirror and you're, you're pretty good about certain things, say, hi, nose, I love you, you know, because that's between your eyes, right? right. Yeah. Eyebrows, I love you. So you're getting closer to your eyes. And if you can come up and really look into yourself and say, you know what? And it's not about seeing your hair. It's not about seeing your face. It's not about seeing anything else, but looking into your eyes and just saying, yeah doing that soul work, you know, I love you and I'm grateful for you. I think that's a good way to build up to that because some people will, some people when they have to say, I love myself or, you know, look at them and say, I love you. I mean, it's, I'm surprised how many people have a difficulty doing that. So, but you can fool your subconscious. You want, it's all about retraining your brain. You want it to be your subconscious to be on that page where mm -hmm. when, you think, when you think about yourself, you kind of, Oh, that's a nice person or whatever. So um, it's really good what you just said, because that's a tricky way of getting, of get, you know, like warming mm -hmm. up to hey, it. Hey, me, I so love you. Thank you for bending. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing what you're doing. You've been, you've been amazing. And I'm going to actually say I love you, Nee. Thank you for letting me dance eight hours the other night. You know, it's like, you know, it's that, you know, thank you. And, and I'm grateful for you. And I love you. And, you know, it's that how do you negotiate this but a lot of people it, it, it's for many it's hard to go from zero to a hundred yeah i love i like that you know we have to it's a journey life is about a journey so if you have to start at your toes and work your way up i know i had to when i was in deep depression after my parents passed away you know i had to start going up my body and then finally i got up to my heart and oh my gosh my heart needed to be loved oh it, yeah. it had done so much work you know yeah. And, and my lungs, thank you for breathing. And, oh, thank you for breathing when I got triggered today. You know, it's like, you know, there's there's that dance of, of how do you do it? And, and many of us, you know, we live with people who aren't very loving to us either. And so when we're doing our inner work that we're doing, we get triggered by the people outside of us. And sometimes we have to say, I love you in spite of this. Yeah. And that's I love this moment in spite of it. I'm grateful for this moment and you can change up words, but there is something about getting to the point where you can say, I love. Yeah. Because gratitude is a form of love, but it's not necessarily all the way. But when, yeah. when we're saying we're gra grateful for a moment, it shifts it from us being a victim of a situation to being more proactive. And, and when we're in doing the shadow work, when we're doing those things that get triggered for with us, you know, like me, you know, going through the, the cleaning up my communication, right? And and how I 
I really discerned, I love that word, discerned or learned um, where it is better for me to speak. So like if I've gone through a life altering experience or something that was really stressful, to be careful when I get intuitive insights, you know, have a little bit time to breathe around them, have a little bit more moment to do it instead of springing on them and being very human, right? Or, or discerning a little bit of how I negotiate when someone, how do, when I'm saying something clear that I think is clear, but, but making sure the other person, you know, what did you hear? How did you hear that? And so I've been cleaning that up, but that was, <laughs> there was a couple of times where it was like, I don't want to hear this. The other person who I love so dearly, she was, she's my sister from another mother, you know, and she was telling me truths that I, that I was meant to hear. My guides were wanting her to tell me because she's very intuitive and, and we do intuitive work with each other. And, and, you know, they were wanting me to step up a little bit more into this life that I'm being led to lead. And, and that discerning me. And it was like, I, okay, I'm willing to hear this. Thank you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yes, I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, I'm grateful. You know, because it was something that will later be in my back pocket for something that's greater. Yeah. And, you know, so how do we do this with our shadow work is, is that, you know, many times it's not easy to go through it, but the more you can stay out of victimhood of it, which yeah. is not always easy. You're getting, it's a little tough to start with, but what I found, at least it was with me, that as you start doing that and you realize you feel a little lighter because you're mm -hmm. starting to get there, it actually becomes exciting work to do because you can feel how good you feel when you do it and you start feeling brave instead of that little weakling. But for someone, if you look in the mirror and you can't with enthusiasm say, I love you, that's giving you a hint that there's some shadow work to do. Yes. You know, uh, so that's that could be a first stop. And if you if you having a hard time there, like the exercise I mentioned, you can do and do like Natasha says about just loving every part of you. Just do the best you can for a little bit. And if it's hard, it's OK. Uh, but but the first step is being brave enough to check yourself out. See how much that self-love is there. You know, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, and I will also want you to know that if you're going through a lot of shadow work right now or then. Make sure that you keep up on your vitamins and your nutrition. Because yeah. when we don't eat well, our B's and our D's and our A's and and a lot of that scenario, supporting our adrenals, supporting our, our digestive system, that when we don't support the core of us, many times our emotions start being like a pinball machine. You know, they get binging all over the place. And so to ground yourself a little bit more is to make sure that you take care of thy body that is going on. Like for me, I have another mantra that I do that I do, I'm digesting my life. Because yeah. many times when you're getting shadow work done, it's hard to digest it metaphorically and spiritually and knowingly, mentally, right? And yeah. so, and your digestive mind says, ah, no, your heart mind goes, ah, and then your mind mind goes, what am I doing with this? You know? And so if you can get one of you on board, it helps get the yeah. others on board. And so there again is, you know, doing that, di I'm digesting my life. And a lot of times I go, I'm digesting my life. I'm digesting my life. I'm digesting my life. I'm digesting my life. You know, so it's like bringing it down into that knowing it. And I can tell you that the hardest thing about doing shadow work is the first moment it shows up. Yeah. 
then after that, it becomes a little bit more graceful, especially if you practice doing it. And and there again, um, relieve yourself of being a victim of your shadow work. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is just getting, once you get started, it's okay. Now, um, some of your issues that you have with yourself are huge and some of them are little. And I find you can go either way. Like if you want to just kind of start to shadow work, pick, pick just one of the little bricks or some of the stones that are on you, you know, and kind of, you know, look at that and take care of that and then go to the bigger stuff. Or some people are really brave and they try to, you know, they'll make a, uh, here's what I have my clients do sometimes before I do regular therapy work with them. I have them get a, a um, go to the dollar store or something, just get a little note, notebook or pad, like mm-hmm. or whatever. And you put a page on there and you put, you know, put your, your name on there. And then you put your mother's name on another page, your dad, you know, coworker, you know, people that are in your life's play in a way. Mm-hmm. And then when you're relaxed, um, you know, maybe have a shower or something, relax, get in bed, put on some soft music. And you, you're, what you're going to do is begin to take inventory of your issues. Okay. And so, um, you know, if I tell people, sometimes I use the tree analogy where, where, you know, your life is a forest of problems and some of the trees are the giant redwoods and they, the ones that zap your energy, the things you feel the most guilty about, the things you wish you never did. And then there's the pine trees and then there's a bunch of little bushes but that all adds up to a big yucca muck of <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if they just do that one at a time and they, they could start with themselves and then they could just take a breath, maybe um, ask, even though if you're like uh, Natasha can just see or talk to Gabe, you know, uh, I wonder what would be the angel to kind of call in there uh, the angel of self um, the, or maybe you could, maybe I'm sure if you just said, okay, shadow work angel, there'll be somebody there or some energy that will maybe convert to kind of calm you and to help you to, to start the work or something like that. But it does, don't you think it helps to do that? And, you know, sometimes when you're, you're going through something difficult is you, you ask for the, uh, the car fixing angel or the, you know, the, Oh uh, yeah, I do that all the time. Parking lot angel, whatever. Right. But I know that, that, you know, calling in mother Mary she oh, yeah. is amazing at just giving you a hug when you need it. Uh, yeah. Jesus is another one. Um, they're not on pedestals. They're here. Right. They're there are deities to help us. Uh, Archangel Michael is another one that likes to sit down and just say, you know, I can see him actually sitting in a in a on a beach with you, and you know, in those low seats, you know, that you're on the beach in the sand, and your feet are in the sand, and he's sitting here going, you know, you know, Natasha. <laughs> What you got a problem with is, is that you just don't want to look at yourself, huh? You know, and this is Archangel Michael. You know, I can just see him sitting here with you and your higher self talking, right? Yeah. And and then you got Raphael, who's the Reiki energy. And then you have Gabriel, who is Gabriel, who is the angel of communication. So, you know, calling in the angel of communication to help you communicate with yourself is a little bit nicer, too. And yeah. then, you know, there's, there's these beings who are really wanting to help and and we all have personal angels that can want to help us so you call in you know these support people and beings and and you know and even sometimes we have like let's say a cat in spirit who wants to sit on our lap to help us go through you know because there's something about a cat's purr you know that just kind of grounds you 
Yeah. The point is, is that we, and Natasha, I want you to know that you're not alone. We yeah. know, both know from personal experience that we each have a, a guide or guides or, mm -hmm. you know, on the other side, they want to help us. So even if you don't quite believe it, just kind of fake it till you make it a little bit and say, you know, I don't know if you guys are really there. Those guys say you are, maybe you are. But even just doing that, you're going to start to realize you don't have to go through this alone. You know, mm -hmm. there's somebody there with love supporting you for so you can turn around and look at the yucky stuff and put everything into perspective, forgive yourself for it and heal yourself, you know, that way. Exactly. Exactly. And, and when we're going through it too, please remember that, you know, if you need to pick a friend that you can really trust, you know, not every friend wants to hear you through your shadow work, you Never. know, or, or find someone who you can trust, you know, like, you know, I know Regan here. Oh my gosh you are one of the most kindest men I ever know. You know, you, you really hold no judgment. And, you know, people have said the same thing with me that we don't really, I, I don't really hold the judgment either. And, and so with that, pick people who you can communicate with and, and find out sometimes it, you know, pe like what people have said to me, you know, Natasha, you, you have actually threaded so much in my life into one reason why, and then once I know that reason, and then I can negotiate it a little bit better. And sometimes, you know, when we're doing the shadow work, we don't know what's happening because there's sometimes the emotion of, yeah. and it's not, it doesn't have a name. Right. And so how can we, how can we deal with emotions? And, and that's the thing. And that's why we're getting so many of our teens and, and younger people who are having anxiety and having these emotions that are, are overrunning is because we haven't been taught as a society through many, many generations to deal with our emotions. And that is one of the things that why we're, why the planets right now are really calling up our shadow work and, yeah. and doing that. So if you can, you know, Google, what does Venus have you working on in this retrograde? What is Mercury going to have you work on during this retrograde? You know, Google some of these things that are just basic general information and discern it back down to how it can be with you because of the fact that, you know, we are being triggered. There are things that are happening. And what is this here to teach me is another good mantra for this. Yeah. What is, what is this here to teach me so that I'm proactive in it instead of being the uh, victim of it? Yeah. Um, now, some examples of shadow work uh, could be like uh, AA. You know, when you go to AA, they have a, a, a routine that they go through there. A lot of people are familiar with that. Uh, but if you do the work in there, the people that do the work in AA and follow the steps they have in there, I've I've seen clients that have just been miraculous in there and a lot of it has to, one of the steps you do in there i don't want to scare anybody away from going to a but they're going to have you make a list of discretion you've done to people and one by one to go through and apologize to them you know uh, it's hard to do for some people but if you're ready to do the work the benefits are you will free yourself up mm -hmm. you know? but that's a you know so and that that's if you're getting somebody to help you like if you have alcohol or drugs or you know, addiction problems. And that's caused a lot of us to do a lot of bad things when we're in those addictions or something. Exactly. Now, you you can do shadow work on your own, but I, I will tell you from my experience, it helped me when I, when I decided I wanted to do it, I decided I was going to be vulnerable. And then I found a few, there's a few groups or organizations out there to help, especially men 
to go through and begin to do shadow work. And what's nice when you're in one of these um, things and one of the ones you can look up online, it's called the Mankind Project. And these are men that are devoted to help other men to do shadow work. And um, I'll tell you, it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, the, even one of it's called New Warrior Training. <clears throat> I've talked about this maybe once or twice in the last two years, but <clears throat> I think about it a lot because it was like, they knew what they were doing. I mean, it was like, I went to like, you know, kind of to hell and back over three days is, is one way of putting, I really, but I was there to do the work, you know, and when they took a picture of me of what I looked like when I went in and right as I was leaving this three-day thing they did, they took a picture of me, put them side by side. I thought I was looking at two different men. Wow. I got, I, I went down to the bottom of this mountain because we did this on a, in a mountain retreat, got mm -hmm. down bottom of this mountain to where the, the main roads were starting to come in. No one was around. And I mean, this is so weird. I've never done it in my life, but I got out and I kissed the ground right there. And I got back. <laughs> I think it was some crazy guy, but it was that much difference. And it was this, this freeing thing of uh, 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 doing it. So if you check out the, the Mankind Project, um, they have uh, men nationwide, actually in other countries now, and they have a process and there's several different ones. I went through three different things and each one I just unloaded more and unloaded more. And it, Natasha, don't you think too, it's a process. You're not just not going to just go in like a car wash and boom, you just come out. and. and it's, it no, it's a transformation. It, it, and I find this is how I've witnessed myself going through something is, is that I have an understanding that I have not been able to release things, but I transform them. I move them into a new knowing. I give them, I give them uh, understanding. I give them knowledge. Whatever that situation is, is that I try to uh, educate that part of me that, let's say, my inner child that was left back when, um, when I was left on the bench, right? Well, that shadow work kind of set up some abandonment issues for the beginning of my life. So no. what I did was, is I went back and I talked with her, told her she was loved and did, and I transformed her so that she didn't have as deep as abandonment issues. And, and so with that, that I transformed her to grow up, to know that, Hey, I'm a woman here who can negotiate a lot. Right. And so with that, that, that when we transform something, we, it is about a journey. How can we journey ourselves into a greater self? You know, that journey into saying I'm perfectly imperfect, you know, and I'm doing my better that I can, you know, just taking ourselves off the gas pedal, you know, really helps us be able to, because I'm going to tell you when you're doing the shadow work, sometimes you have to sit by yourself, you know, on the couch, let everybody else go to bed and just sit in it and go, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. And when you can do that and go, wow, for a moment, it's amazing how, uh, how life treats us a little bit better. It's like, oh, you actually, you're actually feeling better about yourself. Congratulations. So we're going to reward that. You know, yeah. it's amazing doing this work and whoa, that was just a deja vu. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, giving ourselves grace is one of the first steps Use, loving yourself is one of the first steps. Um, understanding that this is not about a punishment. It's yeah. about 
it's about supporting you as a human so that we can do better so we can evolve into a more enlightened human being and yeah. so with that it's not a punishment it's more of a hey did you think of this to do better so that you can be more you know like for me i understood that a lot that i was going through in the last two weeks that and and before that but it, it was kind of like the domino and then it was like while i was there and now i'm stepping into why that you know because there's stages of it there's the stages of shadow work it's the first telling you well we're going to be working on this this is something that's happening you know maybe you might feel like um, people aren't listening to you so you start noticing people aren't listening to you so that's a pre-teller then you're going to have something that's going to happen about how to work through people not listening to you and then you're going to come up into hopefully the awareness of having some practice to practice how you're going to start adding in conversations a little bit differently so you are listened to better right and that's just an example so there's evol there's a, there's steps to shadow work that happen is first you got to kind of know it's getting triggered and be a witness to it not judging it hopefully but being a witness to it then getting some assistance with it in conversations with others watching a movie that has some language that you go oh i can apply that to this situation or yeah. you know something youtube channel some information this kind of show show you know that kind of gives you thinking and then you have to practice to do better towards the end you have to practice into you know knowing oh i'm perfectly imperfect okay yeah and then when you come up to a situation like something that's fighting you. Oh, nope, I'm perfectly imperfect. Here yeah. I am. Yeah, and um, another way, you know, I mean, there, there's, like I mentioned, the Mankind Project, that's one way that uh, somebody can get started doing shadow work. But whether, but there's books out there if you want to try it on your own. Some people can do it on their own. And there's books out there that can kind of get you started and, and get you going. But another thing is to find a good, compassionate therapist that can mm -hmm. help you too. Just like when people come to me, man, they tell me everything, you know. Uh, matter of fact, I do um, a lot of uh, therapy for some of my relatives even, and some of them trust me enough that uh, uh, with that. So um, I tell them to begin with, you know, your mom, your dad, I'm thinking of kids and stuff sometimes that I help. I says, you know, only you and I, this is confidential. You can tell mm -hmm. me anything, you know. And that really feels good when you can go to therapists and know that they're you know, it's just between you and them and they're trained to hear all this stuff and they're mm -hmm. trained to not be non-judgmental. So it's nice to be able to to uh, to get help that way. So things like AA, go to a, a competent uh, a therapist. You may have to go sessions for a few here and there until you find one that really sees you, you know, that way and feels that way. And you just, you know, um, I, I think you and I all the time, Natasha, because of the amount of time we've done this, it's, it's, it, I, I have so many clients sometimes that will say, you know, I can't believe I told you that. I've never told anybody in my life before and how good that it felt, you know, and how good it felt for me to hear that and to just oh, I feel so honored. love back and to just yeah. realize we are about to get this person healed, you mm -hmm. know, to get this person to move on, you know, that way. Um, exactly. Exactly. I, when I started doing shadow work in my forties, that's when I got serious about it. And, um, I continue to this day, you know, I don't have as deep of a shadow, but I'm still not, I'm still perfectly imperfect. Uh, but when I look back at where I was then and where I am now, you know, I mean, it really makes you feel good when you look back and you, it's like some major achievement you made in your life, you know, something to be really be proud of. 
Uh, so the first step, and in therapy, they say the very first step where healing comes, that 35% of a person getting better from an issue that they have is in the deciding to get help. You know, mm -hmm. once you've done that, that's huge. 35% is with the, the therapist, like you talked to Natasha or I. And then the other are the modalities, the ways, you know, either hypnosis or you're doing readings for them, you know, um, you know, is, is the rest of the thing. So it's like a combination of things. So mm -hmm. people watch exactly. it just be brave. And I'll tell you, friend Natasha and I both done got to work on ourselves. And if you've got to see our past or something, you might go, whoa, that's them, you know, but it's like, you know, we're just in this pot with everybody else. So let's, you know, all here to help each other. Exactly. And, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, like for me, this, you know, time that, you know, when I got triggered, I had to say, Natasha, sit here and listen. <laughs> this is for your greater good. Sit here and listen. And I want to say hi to, um, I didn't get a chance to say hi, Veronica and Guy and Patty Black. Um, Patty, thank you. I'm so, I'm so, um, Patty's my friend from, from uh, down in uh, Arizona. And we, we did hair together for many years in Seattle. So she's been a lifelong friend to myself for myself. And they're watching the show today. Yep. And you they're all watching today. Um, I got yeah. in late, but I will watch the whole show when I can. <laughs> Getting ready to travel up there. Yes, you okay. are. Her you sister lives in my area. I'll give her a 30 second quick update. We're talking about shadow work, looking at all the junk that you have carrying around, you're afraid to look at. And trying to tell people that the way for spiritual enfoldment is to be brave enough to turn around, look at it in the eye and put it in its place. You know, realize you're perfectly imperfect. The first step is learning is is like looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. If you have trouble that way, start loving, you know, love, love my hands because they move. You know, Natasha has a sneaky way of getting to that, you know, but you want to you want to begin the self-love thing and then um, either get some books on shadow work. Uh, that will kind of help you do it individual or there's so many of us therapists out there to help people to deal with their shadow. You know, that's what we do in a real non-judgmental way. You can tell us anything and, mm -hmm. and that, you know, so that's, uh, uh, and there's the, the mankind project I mentioned, which helps men. I think they have a program for women now too, because some of the men were so transformed and started doing shadow work. The wives were saying, well, what about my junk? Where can I go? Because they see their husbands transformed like it yeah. me when that happened. I, it transformed me so much that after I told this once before on the show, about two months after I was home, I came in the door and my wife said, Regan, I need to talk to you. We have an issue. And she was very sweet about it, took me up, laid me down next to her in the bed. And she said, Regan, after you came back from that, that thing you did, the girls and I are having a hard time being around you because you, you look at us and right in the eye and you, <laughs> You know, we're having this hard time, you know, and I made me smile because I thought I'd done something wrong and I knew I'd just been transformed and I was on this high. Uh -huh. and, and I told my wife at the time, I said, well, I'm going to have to get you guys to be used to the new me because I'm not going back to the way I was before. And that happened, you know, but you can transform yourself. You start getting rid of the stuff and then you can, it's like, you, like someone's like an elephant's been on your chest. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now it's just a bear on your chest and then it's like a deer's on your chest and it's like a little puppy is just pressing you down and then you're free you know just yeah letting it go so that's where we're at right now 
Exactly. And, and, and so with that, the, um, and uh, hi, Guy, I'm grateful you're here, too. Um, I have tons of that. Yes. Yeah, so she's got tons of stuff. And that's one thing that I want people to understand that, you know, every generation comes with some kind of shadow work theme. Yeah. And there's a lot of the generation, let's say my our 70, 80 and 90 year old women who are, are hundred. There's a lot of shame in their shadow work because they weren't able to speak up when they wanted to, they couldn't be who they wanted to be. You know, they were taught a lot of, of things. And, and so with that, that, you know, as we're working through that shame and guilt that we got to check into whose truth it is, you know, because shadow work is about discerning. And if anybody knows what discerning means is, or if you don't, it's about how do you, how do you, um, how are you to say it? How is, how are you saying things to yourself? How are things, you know, kind of like discerning when I get an intuitive message from someone that, you know, it's like, you know, I can't always walk up to somebody and go, hey, your grandmother is saying such and such and such and such, right? So I have to discern, oh, wait a minute, this person really doesn't want to hear anything from their grandmother. They feel very religious, right? So what I do is I walk up and say, hi, I, you know, I just noticed that you just got this wonderful smile on your face. And I just want to say that you're loved. You know, and or that you're you know, you're just a beautiful person, and I, I appreciate you smiling today, or something like that. So that they're they get the message, but it's through discernment. It's not a full fledged message. And then there's other times where I get the message. I ask the question, "Do they want to hear this?" And I hear yes. Go to them, and you know, check in first with them. You know, get permission. But discerning is how do we do that? But we have to discern ourselves too. What is the information we get with ourselves? And so being more on a, on a, on a proactive path of yourself instead of being the victim of it. But we're, there's a lot of us that are working through a lot of shame of that isn't ours, you know, and, and discerning whose truths are we really living in this shadow work is a good place to be also to really look into that. Oh, it sounds like my, my, my dad. Ooh, I sound like my dad. Do I need to be like my dad? No. Well, that's part of the shadow work is understanding that you might be a little bit like your dad or mom or sister or brother or aunt or uncle or boss or whatever it is, you know, that is hindering you from being your more enlightened self. Yeah. And what we've learned from the 70,000 people we've had go to the afterlife and back, spend a couple hours on the other side is the fact that you signed up to go through all these issues mostly, you know, now if you decided you didn't, you didn't sign up to have a, um, you know, an R and R life where you just, as some people do occasionally they have so many lifetimes and then they chose a life to just come down and, and relax, you know, mm -hmm. where they don't have to do too much work. But the majority of us, we signed up to go through these classes down here to learn to love ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, to learn to forgive others and all that kind of thing. So when you look at it that way, it's like, what are we waiting for? You know, I was, we signed up to, for this class. So it's like, you know, it's like when, when you're in a class and the teacher says, okay, in two weeks you have your term report due, you know, and a lot of people put it out to the very last second mm -hmm. to do it. But the thing is, it, and God doesn't care if it's the last second or whatever, but you're going to like it yourself better if you don't wait to the last second, because once you do that, you're going to have more enjoyable time and have a better, happier life. And, you know, there's a saying too, that you can't love others more than you love yourself. You know, don't you want to love your wife or your, you know, your kids? Don't you want to just be, imagine how it would be if your heart was totally open and loving to everybody in your life, how that would feel. Mm -hmm. and, and when we don't love ourselves, you know, we're, 
we can't love others, you know? So that's a great motivation. Exactly. Know? Cause love also, I, I, but I want people to say when you, when you go into that, you know, you know, love ourselves as, as others, it's not the melancholy type of love I'm talking about or that we're talking about. It's that love that can get you through the crap in life. It's that love that can get through the crap with somebody else in your life. And, and when we have that, that stronger sense of ourselves, then we can negotiate a lot of that, you know, um, scenarios of what comes to us. Yeah. So I can tell you that shadow work is like grief. It's never, it never goes away. It's always going to be a part of us. It's a part of our lives. It's part of being human. So the more that we can be proactive with it, the more, and look at those things that are triggering us, the things that are bothering us. Why did I get triggered in this way? Why did I get bothered in that way? Why did I, why am I having such a hard time learning this lesson? You know, why am I having a hard time standing on my own two feet to be able to do this type of thing? You know, why am I always looking for help and support? Well, there's many different reasons. And so, but the more that we can kind of get back to, uh, that part of us that, oh, wait a minute, that's my dad's story. I don't need them. Or, oh, wait a minute, that is my past life thing that I was holding on to. You know, the more we can discern away those things, then we can get a cleaner little bit story. Like me, my girlfriend was saying that she wanted me to get um, an Uber app. And I was like, no, 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 and no, 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 no. And I was like, why am I so, this is part of the shadow work. Why am I so estranged to, to getting this app? It's just an app. I don't have to call Uber. It's just an app. Why am I so like against it? This is, the sh this is what a shadow worker is. Uh, you know, and then my girlfriend kept pushing me. Well, I'm not going to take you to the airport unless you get that out, you know, because you're going to have to take an Uber. You know, she was pushing me every which way to get me to, to look at that Uber app. And then as soon as I did that, well, I'm into my past lives, like, like a, like looking in a mirror and, oh, I was in a carriage. I was in these other things and I was taken, robbed and stolen. Yeah. I was stolen, raped and, and, you know, mishandled. And so there's many lifetimes of that. So when I, I asked for healing on that, did the shadow work, I got the app. I don't know if I'm going to ever take an Uber. I haven't been presented with it. But now I have a choice and it's kind of like the passport. Once you get, once you get a, um, like a passport, then the world knows that you're serious about travel, right? Serious about moving forward, serious about things. It's an empowering moment for me as a woman, getting that app was a form of me upgrading that part of me that was holding me back because she was afraid of something was going to happen. That is the kind of shadow work we're being asked to do. And we never know what's going to come out of that shadow work. I don't ever know if I'm going to need to use an Uber. But at the same time, though, I understand that that helping that life heal something, it, it was able to shift some of this story that I've holding on to about stepping forward in my own self. Yeah. You know, so, as we look at this holistically, you know, a lot of our issues come stem from this lifetime. Sometimes they are a carryover from another lifetime. So that's another thing people could do. They can do a, um, uh, do a past life regression or, or Natasha can kind of help uh, do a session for you to see if any of this comes from, you know, why you're having such difficulty with, with a certain thing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I had a, a client recently who uh, was having a lot of physical illness, 
Um, and we went to the other side and he was able to ask why he has this physical illness. It had to be to do with his hatred for his father. And in other words, mm. stuff that happened, in other words, stuff that he, he had to go through with his father and everything. And uh, they just told him, they said, look, we will begin a healing, but it will not, you, your body will not reverse itself or heal itself until you work on forgiving your father. You know, mm -hmm. that's what the process of doing now, as hard as it is for him, you know, wants to get that shadow off of him, you know, that, that ugly thing that's caused him, a, you know, a lot of things. So exactly. It, like you say, it can come from a past life. It can come from here. Yeah. And we could, you know, we could do a show. Have we ever done one on fears and phobias? I think we touched on it a few times. Like, why do we have fears and phobias? You know, um, because those are roadblocks sometimes that keep us from, you know, uh, mm -hmm. experiencing life fully. You know, exactly. Right? Well, there's many different reasons why we don't live life fully. Yeah. And and that could be our stories from as we were growing up. It could be past life. It could be a lot of different things, you know the way that government tries or the way that society tries to push us down. You know, there's many different reasons why we don't live our life to the fullest, but we're also on this planet to be in the school of life. So yeah. what is this here to teach me? I'm not doing anything wrong, but I can change what I'm doing a little bit. You know, I'm going to listen to my body a little bit differently than I have before. I'm going to engage with it differently by saying, I love it. You know, so there's some tools on negotiating a lot of this, story about the the shadow work is it's like when you first get triggered about it no it's a process the trigger is part of that process of moving into it and saying oh yeah i gotta look at this don't i okay yeah okay and then the universe will bring a couple things in for you so you can learn it and look at it a little differently right okay yeah i don't want to look at this but i'm going to persevere through it i'm going to through persevere through it and then pretty soon you're you've walked through the door and you're looking at it and going, oh, that situation was it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be because the mind likes to disrupt us into our negative self more than we wanted to. So for me, when I start learning a lesson and experience, I have to disrupt my disruptor and shift it. You know, what is its trigger? Well, I don't want to. 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 I don't want to learn this. I don't want to. Disrupt the disruptor. I'm asking for healing on this. I'm asking for healing on this. I'm asking for healing on this, right? So what can we do to, to change up our language when we're going through these things? You know, take care of our body, take care of our language, and take care of our mindset of where we're at because we can fall into depression when we're getting loaded up with. Here's with, um, it gives you an idea. There's this uh, four-year-old, um, one of our relatives and the mom was telling the four-year-old he'd did, done something and got caught red-handed, you know, and she says, you're going to feel much better about yourself if you tell the truth. And little four-year-old goes, no, I'm going to feel better if I don't. <laughs> you know, it's that at an early age, it's hard, even at an early age, we want mm -hmm. to um, not tell the truth. We want to like have low integrity in a way because having, you know, having to admit that we did something and then deal with it is harder than just trying to sweep it under the rug and lying about it, you know, that way. So as adults, it's, it's a little hard, but people finally get fed up enough in their lives where they go, I've got to do something because I just, you know, sometimes people wait until the weight is so crushing on them that they can't really function. Exactly. The lowest point. That's like with addictions and things, you know, you have to crash you really do a lot of times it has to get to your lowest lowest 
but I'll tell you out there too. Now I got to my, I would say close to lowest lows a couple of times. And then I had, that's when I really surrendered. And luckily I was a spiritual person. Uh, like I tell my clients now too, I have two ways we can go. We can go traditional therapy and I can help you and you can get through this and everything, but it's going to cost you a lot more and take you a lot longer than if you want to try to go to your, do the spiritual route, which mm-hmm. includes the physical along with the spiritual, because when you acknowledge that there's more, you know, there's, there's, there's this other thing going on here. There's this bigger picture, you know, that God's involved in it, however you want to look at it, but it's more than this world. And then you do the work, the physical work. I see my clients probably three, four times faster. They get through to the yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. Because seeing the bigger picture helps, you know, in this whole dance of what we're going through. But most of all, because we're coming down to the end of our time, most of all, I want people to know that it's okay to be human. It's okay to be kind of fearful about moving forward in life. But what are you going to do about it? You know, sometimes we have to do things in spite of it. And, you know, what if, what if we were able to do our shadow work and look at it and know that it's not a personal thing, but it is a personal thing. So how, how can we negotiate a lot of these things? And what I mean by it's a personal thing, it's about I, you know, I'm the one doing the interaction. I need to learn the lesson. I'm the soul that's down here to do the work, but it's not my responsibility because sometimes somebody else's triggers are, are what we're working through in the shadow work. You know, it's not even ours, but we're helping somebody else go go through it. So with that, I want people to know that you're loved and that being human is part of the stance of why we were here. And if we can, if we can look at ourselves in the mirror just a little bit and give ourselves grace, you're ahead of the game. You're ahead of the game. And also too, uh, if you go to a therapist, I would suggest going, I mean, just from my experience, I'd be happy to help you. Of course, Natasha would be. Uh, but where I've helped most people in their shadow work is by using these wonderful new modalities that as therapists use mm-hmm. that really work. And that's EFT stands for emotional freedom technique, havening touch and EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization. Mm-hmm. Like if you have so much shame and guilt over some of the cred you've done before and you're just having a hard time forgiving yourself, in therapy, these modalities will help you to reach that level where you can forgive yourself and get beyond that. So uh, if it was me and I was having to go through this again, I would seek a good therapist because I want to get it done sooner than later. But I would do also work on my own. You mm-hmm. know, wait till the once a week or the once a month is all therapy. Exactly. Every day to be doing like you were talking, Natasha, about the loving yourself, you know, exercises that we do. Mm-hmm. Right. By um, doing self inventory and that sort of thing. So, exactly. um, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, I'm at visittheafterlife.com. I have a regular therapy practice that which helps you with your, you know, do if you want to do shadow work, that sort of thing. Uh, and then I can let you know what the spiritual work is that we can include in there too, which can help you to go to a deeper part of yourselves to sometimes find out the why your life is difficult, you know, spiritually speaking. Uh, to maybe get some clarity on why you chose this life and those things to make it easier. Uh, And for you to get some uh, wisdom or get some coaching in that from some people on the other side who are much more wise than we are here, you know, so you can do that. So anyways, visit theafterlife.com. There's all kinds of videos and stuff on there. It's a pretty good website to get a lot of information on a lot of this kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. to talk, I know now, now too, 
with everything, all the stuff that you're doing, and you're getting more busy all the time, just like I am. And, and me, I thought I was going to retire at 65. Now here I'm at 73, and I'm here <laughs> than I was before. But I think I told some the other day. I went to my brother's retirement party over the weekend. He's had 40 years of working 60, 70 hours a week. As a oh, geez. They, his practice would see 500 people a month. Wow. Know, therapy. And I don't know how. It, he's just an amazing. His work ethic was unbelievable. And now he's, his son became a doctor, has taken mm -hmm. over the business, and he's going to work there two days a week. Uh, but um, it just shows you we all have our mission. We all have our thing for exactly you know, helping people. You know, so I was telling him he's just retiring. And I go, oh, that's I said, I almost envy you, but I don't. But I said, I love this new work so much. I wouldn't want to stop doing this work. You know, mm -hmm. I want to keep going, you know, till probably till I check out, you know, so I hear you. I know I, I, I can empathize with that, too. It's like this is a, when, when you get into the soul calling of doing something, it's hard to put it down. <laughs> like if someone comes to you to do like shadow work. I'm sure you can, I mean, with your talents there and with the help from the other side, you can help them identify quickly, um, you know, maybe get help, help, maybe uh, help them get some work done at a, you know, a little faster than doing it by themselves, you mm -hmm. know, we're here to support you to, you know, we, we each try to teach you skills to do a lot of the work on your own. Tools. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't Tools get to do this, believe me, uh, but it's what we love to do and we're here to help. Exactly. So, Regan, how do people get a hold of you? At uh, visittheafterlife.com. And it's uh, all things there. There's a contact page, phone number if they want to call me direct on there. And uh, I still, um, anybody watching this particular show, too, if you want to know more about the afterlife, I have two books on there that I've written about my experience in the afterlife. Uh, or one's about that, and one's about reincarnation and the, all the current research being done. If you mentioned this show that we were talking about, um, uh, doing shadow work, I'll send them to you free, both of them. And uh, thank you for that. Versions, yeah, yeah. And guy says, uh, uh, we all need help and guidance. Yes, I, I was with a girlfriend who she was supporting me doing this, so the my my own shadow work, you know. So even me doing all the tools that I have, I still need assistance sometimes to get perspectives to enlighten me, to shift it just a little bit to help me go. Oh, yeah, that's why that's happening to me. <laughs> okay, I get it. An outside point of view is always sometimes a wiser um, gift to negotiate that. Uh, uh, I just remembered that I forgot about you guys. <laughs> oh, hi, Paula. Yeah, sorry, Paula. We're at the end. Oh, Paula. Hey, Paula. You're, hi, you're yeah, no, she just remembered um, that I forgot about you guys. No, you're good, Paula. You are so good. Thank you for being here. And I'm going to say that there's going to be something shifting up about the shows starting in September. Not too sure yet. Regan and I are figuring this out, but um, I had some insight come to me. And one of, um, uh, so definitely, I definitely need guidance. That's why there's a lot of good podcasts out there today. And I'm grateful that you guys have come to, um, to come to this one because uh, we are so grateful to be here. This is why we do our soul calling is because we understand that people are people and we are grateful that we are people to do the work that we're here. So with that, that uh, I will be doing an announcement exactly more about how the shows are going to be shifting and changing in the next uh, 
next week or two, but it is going to be shifting up. I got a new title for at least one of my shows instead of Life Clarifications with Natasha. It's going to be, um, it's going to be Every Day with an Angel. I, love that. I told several people about that and they thought that sounds, just that title. Yeah, so, Every Day with an Angel. I want to so, find that you know because we have that but we want to be more conscious that we're not walking alone you know exactly exactly and and my girlfriend showed me a cat with a with a butterfly on her nose and on its nose and and that's the intention is to bring the the spirit world to the earthly realm right. so with that um i'm uh i'm going to be doing that at probably around the beginning of september but i'm not too sure yet how everything's going to play out so just Telling you up that um, podcasts are going to look different when I send them. I'm going to change the name to the podcast. It's not going to be Life Clarifications with Natasha. It's going to be Every Day with an Angel. Uh, and then also, um, I'm not, everything's going to be, there's going to be something shifting up. And I have to have a conversation with my partner here to know how it's going to be shifting up. So I want to give that heads up. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, Paul, uh, Patty says, love that. Uh Oh, uh, um, guys, send me a message with the dates. I'm not too sure of the date yet on, on that. Uh, it's going to be something. And I will give everybody by next week, I'm going to know what day the show is going to be. The shows are going to be on or show is going to be on and that kind of thing. I'm just giving a heads up. There's something coming. And that was the title that one of my shows was going to be. Yeah. So. Blessings to all. I'm Natasha Venter, AngelicClarifications.com. I am one who loves to be here to support you go through your dance of, of life. And sometimes it's to the dance of music we don't really like, but how can we make it a danceable music, right? So that's a metaphor for life. So how can I help you? I'm here to support you in many different ways, doing uh, my DNA work that I do. I just have done um, several DNA sessions with people and they're going, oh my gosh, Natasha, I so much has clicked into why I've been doing what I've been doing. Uh, I didn't realize that my great, 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 great grandfather set this in motion for me, right? <laughs> and now coming back, healing this, it's been, oh, I'm, I'm feeling blessed. And then there's some li past lives that pop up too sometimes when I'm doing that. So I'm having grateful help with that. And just daily, everyday sessions, I am so much um, here to be with you. So yeah. angelicclarifications.com. On Wednesday, what am I going to be talking about? Oh, I haven't come up with that yet. There's been a lot of changes and shifts and I haven't got my footing in the, on the ground yet about going through, uh, going through, Oh, going through life altering. Um, did, um, I think I did this, um, last week, but uh, going through life altering experiences, how can we negotiate going through those life altering experiences? And I think that if I talked about it already, I want to add more to it. So yeah. with that, uh, uh, sold my house, got an RV, things are coming together. Yay, Paula! Oh, uh, Congratulations! From, uh, from Florida? Yeah, she's moving yeah. to Florida and wanting to move to Arizona. Florida. Congratulations, oh, Paula. I, I, know last I got here thinking she's... Yeah. Um, well, I know that, that, Paula, you were talking about that your house got offers last Sunday, last yeah. Wednesday, so or last Monday. So yay for you, Paula. I'm so grateful. Um, Just before you go, I said, I think I said last time, before you go on your trip, have someone check all your hoses. Make sure you're not going to have, you know, have a hose pop in the middle of the desert or something. You know, just give it a once over. Make sure that you're, you're uh, 
thing of solids because sometimes when you buy things, they don't always tell you everything that's wrong. But mm-hmm. good, you know, even if you have to spend, you know, uh, 100 bucks or 200 bucks, have someone check it out really good. Go underneath, look at, make sure everything's good. Yeah, and not the one that sold it to you. <laughs> Be sure to carry an extra couple jugs of water in there with you in case you get overheated or something, or just for you, if your car gets stranded, you don't want to be out of this heat. Mm-hmm. Someone the other day measured the heat inside this car. Someone left their pet in there and uh, uh, somehow or another, they measured the temperature inside the car. It was 240 degrees, you know, and it was like a hundred and something outside, but it was like, it just, that pet didn't last very long at all. So, and us humans are in those cars. If you lose your air conditioning, you're out in the middle of Arizona or something now on your trip, you got to have, have plenty of water with you. Yeah. You know, oh man, I'm behind you on this. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Tell us when you get to your. I'd be neat if she's telling us when she gets to Arizona and what it's like, and and uh, you know. Yeah. She says the the Girl Scout and me should be good, and and I'm so proud of you because I know that you know you're 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 good about doing things in spite of it. (laughs) Would be good to get AAA. It's I tell you because I travel a lot in my sprinter van and that has saved me three times in the last year where i thought everything was good in middle of nowhere i had to get towed 120 miles one time and it would have cost me like 400 dollars if i had to pay for it and i think i paid 120 a year or something like that for triple a mm-hmm. and they'll t- at the one where they'll tow you up to 200 miles you know so well, I'm getting a feeling intuitively that that you're going to be good, right. uh, but Regan's also intuitive, so it's like I would listen to to the, the plan A, plan B, plan C. But may 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 the angels be traveling with you, my dear. May angels be traveling with you through this shift and change that you're going to go through, and may you know that you are so loved and love everyone here. Thank you everyone for showing up today. Um, We'll be here on Wednesday talking about going through life altering experiences and, and going through that, that dance of why, why are we there doing those life altering experiences? So blessed be to you, um, Natasha Venter and Regan Forston. See you on Wednesday. Uh, uh, Advice noted. Thanks. (laughs) She says blessings to everyone. Bye now. Bye.